Come on in, guys. This is Tally the Votes, a Survivor podcast with your hosts, Jordan and Josh. Every episode, we'll be covering a single season of Survivor and offering up our take on everything from the cast to the twists and everything in between. So whether you're more of a snake or a rat, let's go back to the beach beginnings and go on the adventure. Press record. Yeah, I pushed record. Okay, great. What were you going to say? Hello. Um... Oh, I wasn't going to say any, actually, what I was going to say was that I was listening to, oh, okay, there's a podcast I love. I put it in my Instagram story the other day, Day, Deja the View, and they recap okay. the view at every yeah. few weeks. Mm-hmm. And there was a part at the end where the, one of the co-hosts, there were birds in the background the whole time for like five minutes, and I was fucking crying. And Sashin was like, this is why you guys have to, like, not edit yours and, like, let it be natural. And I'm like, go. No, just be, just be raw and real, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, yeah, but you're making soup in the background. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a bird and then there's, like, a yeah. blender going on. But, you know, yeah. I mean, I think for the most part, like, we don't really edit out that much. No, I love that. Also, this is how we're starting this episode. <laughs> our technical lack of difficulties, our technical skills. Well, today we are recording over Zoom for several reasons, Um, but primarily Josh is not in the same city as me right now. No, I'm house-sitting for my parents in Hamilton, Ontario. What? (laughs) I think last time I brought up how they told me that they have listened to the podcast a couple of times. So this is a this is just karma for me. This is a coup to them yeah. for yeah. listening, and now you have to watch the house. Yes, thank you so much, all of our listeners. I will house it for you. Just hit me up whenever. Do you not get like I know we're both now thirty, mm. but do you not still get scared being alone in your parents' house? There are the there are like hot zones I think in the house that I am like nervous around, like the basement, for mm. sure. Our basement's not, like, half of it is creepy and the other half is normal. But at night, like, there's just so much potential for the whole thing to just be a... It could really go. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, the main hot spot. And then... Hold on. Should I have headphones on for this so this doesn't pick up you? Uh, sure. Do you think? Uh, I mean, I support. As a tech expert, I think that maybe better safe than sorry. Okay. Yeah. How do I get it? This is developing live... Live, we're finding the headphones. Well, you guys don't want to edit Whoa. stuff out. Oh my gosh, that moment right there where your mic, where your mouth went right up to the microphone was crystal Alec. clear. Yeah, okay, I'll be right back. Keep oh. going with your story. Oh my gosh. But yes, I'm not going to talk to nobody right now. That's so weird. I guess he can maybe hear me though. Okay. Uh, for those of you who can't see Jordan's apartment, there is a glitter poster on the wall. There's one solo pumpkin sitting near the glitter poster, just to show you that we are approaching Halloween season. This you know what? Not... Oh, here we are. Here. We found the headphones. This is so embarrassing. It's because we haven't done Zoom in so long. I know. What's the, are you, is it raining there as well? Yeah, it's pouring. Mm. Let me, no. I'm out of breath. 
Right? <laughs> it was like a scavenger. It literally was. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? This is horny. Like now you're so crystal clear in my ears. She's saying this is horny? This is horny. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh? Okay, one sec. I'm just adjusting my <laughs> Your face. This is oh, so second quarter 2020. Oh my God, I know. Okay, um, so you're at your parents. I'm at my parents. I'm here until tomorrow night. And then Are I'm getting on that. What? Are you cooking for yourself? They left me some food, which is oh. nice for them. <laughs> I'm like doing the minimal amount of like cooking given like what I have to wear. I could always drive to the grocery store, but I always had, I already had to like drive back from the train station, which was just like my stressful driving experience for the, like the autumn, I want to say. Portion of it, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to avoid going to the grocery store right now, I think. Yeah, I know. It's very miserable. Okay, we're not doing the weather report today, but it's not nice mm. outside. Mm-mm. Gray sky. But I'm happy. It's cold again because I can continue. There was a few days last week where it was a little bit warmer. So I paused my horror movie marathon, yeah. Mm. And last night I continued it when you told me to watch. Well, actually, let's go backwards. Let's rewind. Yeah. <laughs> rewind. When you told me to, or I told you, told me. actually, I told Tom, I think Tom told you. No, you were the one who told me, because you, you? you tweeted, Oh yeah, I saw a tweet that you <laughs> sent about the movie Host, and that's how it all started. Then I messaged you. If you haven't, yeah, then you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, things happen. Um, if you haven't watched Host, it's a gorgeous 56 minute. That oh, right there. Oh, yeah. That part. Like, well, I love nothing more than a 90-minute movie, regardless of genre. Mm-hmm. Um, few movies really need to be over two hours. Um, anyway, Zoom, horror movie, 56 minutes. If you haven't seen it, see it. It's literally one of my favorite horror movies I've seen in the longest time. Yeah. And I know you feel the same. So good, honestly. Like, it was... <laughs> what I needed, I think, in a horror movie. I got like a boost. Scary. Yeah. I jumped. I watched behind a blank. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I watched a movie yeah. from behind something. And there were points where I was like, am I really just like reverting back to I remember when I saw The I Ring in grade eight and I held like the um the movie theater magazine up over my face. And then what I didn't know is that the ink from the magazine <laughs> was in my nose when I left. It was a great, great look for me. I, first of all, I, my dream when I was 14 to, was to write for those magazines. Oh, that's a great like dream. Um, yeah, I don't remember the last time I had to like do the behind the fingers. No. Closing my eyes yeah. type of thing with a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice. And then last night you messaged me and you're like, have you seen Train to Busan or Busan? Yeah. I think it's um, and I was like no clearly because I can't say the title and then I fired it up and it, if you're looking for a really solid movie that's not 90 minutes but a solid two hours yeah if you don't want a, six minutes yeah. if you want to graduate to the next level of length this is the movie for you I haven't watched a zombie movie 
in so long. No, like I got, you kind of get bored of zombie movies, I think, or just like the zombie genre as a whole. And then every once in a while you find a movie like this, where it kind of like jolts you back into your seat and you're like, wait a second. Okay, I can do this. Yeah, I was, yeah, that's actually exactly it because it's a genre that you need to be so specifically in a mood for. Mm-hmm. And I'm never in the mood for a zombie movie because it's usually the beats and paths are always the same. Yeah. Um, but then I was watching it last night and I was like, oh, you know what they don't make enough of anymore? <laughs> zombie movies. Yeah. A, the zombies are running. That right there. Scary. B, it's on a train. So it's like, it gives you that like uh, Sandra Bullock speed. Oh my God, yeah. That you really crave, I think, these days. Mm-hmm. And C, I don't know if I was doing one, two, three, or ABC, but C, the characters are really great. The characters are so well done, I thought. There's a heart to it. Yeah, I was like, halfway through, I was like, who am I going to care about? And they really put together the main core people that survive mm-hmm. more or less, mostly less. Yeah. The zombie attack. And the action was really well done. It was really beautiful. Yeah. Um, um, so you have main characters. You are now the main character of your 30s. Because <laughs> you just had a yeah, birthday. I am. Yeah, I just turned 30. Happy birthday. birthday. I, I already told you this. Yeah, you told me on Instagram. Um, in text and on Facebook. Did I tell you on Facebook? Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. I rarely Love do things it. on Facebook, but. I know, but for me, you have to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm 30 now. It's kind of crazy how age happens. <laughs> it really hits you. No, it comes fast. And I, I know we had talked about this episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I feel fine. I'm not, I don't have, like I did get a piercing yesterday as we yeah. saw. Congrats. Congratulations. <laughs> it looks good. People can't see. Thank but you. <laughs> I'm very excited about it just because like, it's just something new and fun. But what, what, was, um, what do you want to get in it? Well, they just put a stud in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to get in here? They just put the stud in because it costs like $25. And okay. Because like, <laughs> I went into a jewelry store in the city. And I walked in. Claire? Actually, there's a f- yeah, no, I'm okay, but that's part of the story. So oh. I walked into this jewelry store and I wanted to get an earring and I thought they had they did piercings there and they're like, no, since uh prior to COVID we did, but now we don't. I'm like, obviously it makes sense. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to Claire's then at the mall and get my ear my ear pierced. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um no. I was like, oh, <laughs> why not? And they're like you know, maybe like the gun can like have some effects on your ear. Like, like a keloid? I think it's, no, like they said shatter your ear. Oh. oh something weird. But it, I think because it, the way it punctures, it's loud. Mm-hmm. I'm not an esthetician or a doctor, so I don't know what the truth is here and what they meant. <laughs> and then I had them search local <laughs> piercings places yeah. in the neighborhood. I have so much respect for that because I like anytime I'll just say that I would never really want a gun of any sort to be near my ear in any capacity. Yeah. I think I would just completely freak out, but did it hurt? No, because like, I'm really good with the needles. I, I don't know about you. Like I'm, I could just have to turn my head and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You're not. 
No, no. It's, it's no. <laughs> but with this, I didn't even look at it that fast. It was like some stick or whatever. And they put it through my ear. And did I feel this absolutely go through my lobe? A hundred percent. Was I fine? For like five seconds, I was not. And <laughs> then I was okay. Um, but my other, my last night sleeping was a bit of a diff- issue because I forgot it was there. And then I was just sleeping mm-hmm. on the side that it was. Mm-hmm. So to sum up, being 30 has been great. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Did you hear that thunder on my end? No, I didn't. Oh, spooky. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> Scary thing for him. Speaking of being 30, though, before we started recording, I was watching Lauren and Whitney reunite for Whitney's YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, she did that? Okay, so I was saving this to say on here because I knew you would love. It's yeah. so dark outside. It's quite scary. Yeah. So Whitney has a YouTube channel where she currently, if you don't know what we're talking about, Whitney from the hills and the city. She has a YouTube channel. <laughs> if you don't know which Whitney we're talking about. She has a YouTube channel and she's currently recap re-watching She's doing what we're doing. She's re-watching old episodes of The Hills and reacting to it. I would hate to do that. With her husband. Same. Yeah. So she had Lauren on her YouTube channel. And they talked for about an hour. It's two parts. They talk about The Hills for maybe 30 seconds. But, you know, okay, so I still feel like I'm 23. Mm -hmm. And I know you feel the same. Yeah. But looking at them was like, oh, time has certainly passed. They both look incredible, but like they're very much in the mom stages of their life and that's amazing and they're older and they've obviously kind of very much, like Lauren has fully transitioned out of reality TV and Mm -hmm. that genre and that kind of celebrity and Whitney is wherever Whitney is. (laughs) But what I was, I was watching it and I was like, you know who did a really bad job? at holding on to the fame from reality TV was the two of them. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? They had such a moment going for them, but maybe like, I guess in the case of Lauren, she might've just been like, listen, I've done this since high school. Yeah. Around the block. I've done this whole quasi scripted reality thing. Where else can I go with it? Maybe it just wasn't for her. I don't think it was because she see the way she pulled back from the camera when it was done was like fully removed herself yeah. from the limelight. Cold and turkey. now she has cold turkey has like and now she's very much in like goop homeware goop very goopy territory. Very goopy. And yeah, she has a makeup line coming out soon, which is very exciting. Mm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. But I was. No, good for her, but I was watching it and I was like, from a reality TV perspective, I was just like, there was so many iconic moments from the hills that nobody held on to for pop culture from the cast. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like really kind of um, capitalize as well as kind of. Yeah. Especially when you think that it, like the hills is such like a important moment in television in my mind like where it really was just like that bridge between um like the gossip girls and the ocs and everything 
to into reality. Yeah, into like housewives and everything like that. Well, yeah, it was a pre. It was the precursor to what would come after. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I! And to this day, I find it's all real to me. You can't tell me otherwise. No, yeah, nothing is scripted. <laughs> everything is happening live. There are no reshoots at all. No, and. When Lauren walked out of the church and Heidi spent yeah. his money with her black dress or her blue dress and her black bag, mm-hmm. got in the limo, looked back. That was, that was cinema. That was cinema. Oh, like, honestly, it was so important. I could write an essay on the hills. Yeah, I know it's, you watched it the way I watched it, yeah. which was very feverishly and like obsessed yeah. and did the after show with Dan and Jesse, all that. I went to one of the tapings. <gasps> you did? I did. I went to one of the tapings with now Emmy winner, Dan Levy. I was in the audience. It was the episode, it was specifically, I think it was the episode where, you know, when Heidi goes home to her mom after getting severe mm-hmm. plastic surgery. I want to say it was that episode. Like I have Are a weird- Are you saying I don't look pretty? Yeah. And her face is just completely- this like DreamWorks animation monstrosity. I, I love it. Um, yeah, I never went to a taping, but I remember I, I'm i very much a person who places where and when I watch something the f- originally yeah. to my memory of it, which yeah. is not special. I'm sure everybody does that, but like it was that show I watched in my parents' basement as a teen mm-hmm. and just was like, Wow, for half an hour, I was half an hour is generous. <laughs> Hill's episode is 15 to 18 minutes long. <laughs> Do you have the DVDs? No, but I bought the like two years ago, I bought the entire series on iTunes because it was like $15. And I said, Yes. Yeah. I have um, Laguna Beach season one and I have The Hills season three. Specific, I don't know why, like specifically just season three. I know that it has like, that's a great that's a great season though. It's so good. It's like a yeah. big uh a big moment show, I think. Yeah, I was were never they, really, they, by the way, were Whitney and Lauren together or was it like this over Zoom? It was like this over Zoom and Whitney was actually Whitney because she had her mic and Lauren just had her like she was just talking to her computer. Yeah. But it looked great and they kind of talked about who keeps in touch with who? Lauren keeps in touch with, I feel like, a lot of production people and, like, crew people, which is very sweet. Lo? Is she still friends with Lo? This is me, like, just asking how Lauren is doing. <laughs> no, I knew you would love to talk about this, but there is a crossover to where we're going to go. We are going to talk about Survivor. I say that every episode. We're getting there. Whitney does ask if she still talks to Lo, but I, I didn't really hear Lauren say a definitive yes. I, I think it could be a yes. But I think... Because in the first part of their YouTube interview, Whitney says, we keep in touch the way, like, college, uh, Mm. people you went to college keep in touch. Like, you were very important to me for a very specific time in my life, but we don't talk every single day. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense to me. 100%. And then they both bonded over Big Brother. Oh. Yeah. They they love Big Brother. As much as they should be. Well, I think this was recorded maybe two months ago. When there and was hope. Yeah, when there was hope, because I think Lauren goes, I'm a few episodes behind, and you're never a few episodes behind, like, three months into yeah. Big Brother. And then 
Whitney goes, yeah, I'm waiting for like the showmances to start and that stuff. And I was like, okay, we're, we're different kind of fans. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're not in it for the same thing. Wit. Quit it. Um, all right, well, I've been talking way too much, but speaking of Big Brother, Survivor. Oh my gosh, wait, before we even get into Survivor, oh. though, I need to do a quick Potomac corner. Just, oh my God, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, where are you in regards to what hill do you stand on? Team Candace or Team Monique? Okay. I am... Into the microphone, clearly. <laughs> I'm Team Ashley. Oh. Who is it? Who is in the bathroom? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say this because there's like so many layers to this. I don't condone violence, obviously. But it is part of the genre that they are part of. And we've seen it across almost everyone, except for New York. I don't think there's ever been a tussle except for, like, Avila throwing her leg. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I've really been going back and forth on this. I'm Team Candace. Hmm. But I understand if someone kept saying, are you going to drag me? Are you going to drag me? Are you going to drag me? Mm-hmm. It's not an invitation, but she was antagonizing her. Not that that is just, but I, I am. I'm just gonna stop what I'm saying. I am Team Candace. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my team. Yes, my team. Yeah, you are Team Candace. <laughs> Dream Team. Hey, we don't believe in this 5G anti-vax bullshit. B. No, I actually, I, I agree with you about that. Like if someone's going to be constantly egging you on, like basically asking for it, there might be an argument to make like, well. Something might happen. Yeah. But at the same time, like Monique running around the side of the barn as if she was the killer at the Stabathon and Scream 4. Oh. <laughs> lunging in the darkness. Not a good look for her, I don't think. I think that she ends up looking like the one uh, definitely worse for wear in the fight. Yeah, I do. There is a lot more going on, and this is not in a Beverly Hills way that we're missing this. We're missing, we're missing notes. I don't think it's that. I think it's way deeper. It's not just these two don't don't agree on something. They really don't like each other. But I think there are people in ears. Yeah, and I think their names are Giselle and Robin. Oh, (laughs) love. But also, wow, like Giselle and Robin are just a completely different conversation, I think. I, Do you I know will, what I mean, though? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Like, they're kind of like secret uh, orchestrators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm. when you're on a reality TV show, you got to secretly... No, give me the show. Mm-hmm. Orchestrate the show. There has to be some people pulling the strings. For me, again... And you are the the biggest fan of this. It's the editors working overtime on Potomac right now because, like, the 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 like Ashley's return from the bathroom yeah, the and Chiron. like the shots of Ka- the Chiron, like the shots of Karen sweeping around the side, the yeah. the Sabathon footage of Monique running is so good. Like, and no music for ten minutes. Oh in yeah, that opening episode so unnerving. It was completely unnerving. It was a lot. It was, I hate calling a fight like iconic, but like it's an iconic moment in Housewives history. Yeah. It yeah. was It was more mob wives and bad girls clubs than it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, Housewives. Yeah. 
but I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm also going to argue, and I know you agree because we talked about this a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Candace is a great housewife overall. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like if they were going to do like a housewives all stars, which I'm, there's like always rumors, especially recently, like mm-hmm. taking different housewives and just putting them on an island together. I would for sure make sure that Candace is one of them. Yeah, I think. What were you going to say? She just knows what to do. At all. Yeah, she does the work. Mm-hmm. But they all do the work, I guess. In the uh, we've like raved so much about Potomac before that everyone knows this by now. But every one of the cast members like puts in their own, you know, work when they can. Yeah, it's not like it's so. It's it's a housewife season right now that's operating so different than yeah. every other franchise at the moment because it feels so new and fresh, but at the same time feels like classic housewives that. Beverly Hills isn't really anymore and this season of New York really wasn't and Atlanta hasn't been for a few years for me personally. Mm-hmm. Jersey, I think, has had a resurgence and has been really good, but like there's just fucking something about Potomac. I, it's the recipe. Like everything is perfect. Everything is going right. Yeah. Um, speaking of recipes. Speaking of recipes and hair hold, pulling. They hold were- on. You're, I, <laughs> not, not that. Oh, note that. Below deck. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. We're yachties now. We're, we're okay, yachties. so oh, go we ahead. are yachties. You got me into it. Hmm. How did you get on this journey? I have heard like over the span of, I want to say like a year now, like I feel like below deck has really started to pop up a lot in like socials and whatnot. Like people are watching it, but I've always been like, you know what? I'm not that interested. Like I hear that if there's another Bravo show that I'm going to watch, everyone is currently watching like Vanderpump Rules or mm-hmm. Summer House. So I always mm-hmm. kind of just like, I discredited the the boat show. But then <laughs> especially recently, like I kept seeing like tweets and articles about this like phenomenon almost. And I'm like, well, what, what makes it so special? So I just sat down and I gave her a watch and I'm on season four. So yeah, and now you got That's me into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got me into it. And Sachin's into it too, which is always a, a hard one to get into like a new show. But I'm like, we're doing this. Two one. birds, one stone with this. Truly. It's the two birds, one boat, a bunch of messes. Yeah. Kate, Kate, is it Chastain? Yeah, Kate Chastain, yeah. Yeah, Jessica Chastain is so yeah. good as Kate Chastain. <laughs> Yeah, she's a Bravo celebrity, which is another oh. reason why I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm very curious about this Kate character. She's so you. I, I subscribe to her humor <laughs> and her uh, her overall vibe so much, I think. So. I agree. She's a star, like, of a cast of hits and misses. She's great. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, there's a lot of misses, but even the misses, like, they're fine, but it's the um, for me it's the manicness of working on a boat which I find those people are very specific people it's so triggering in a way to watch just because like Mm -hmm. watching these like guests come aboard and you see how terrible they are it just like brings me back to days working in like the service industry and it's 
oh, like some of the de like demands that these people are making, it just drives me up the wall, like just like green juice or like this meal is terrible or timing and what, I don't know. It's just so stressful to watch, but I love it. No, it's, it's that, it's so like Vanderpump is the work, the, the work, the work part of Vanderpump is not interesting and also doesn't play that big of a role in the show, but no, below deck it is like a plot line about a couple ordering spaghetti. No, no, no everybody just pretends to clock in and puts on their aprons and shakes a glass and that's it. Yeah. But for below deck, I found, and I'm only halfway through season two. Mm -hmm. It's most interesting when it's about the work and like the chaos of that, because like I never worked in a restaurant, but I worked in retail for like a very long time. So I, the customer interaction is always just like PTSD of like, yeah. like I've been told to smile before too. And that's when my manager at h &B <laughs> was like, you know what, maybe you're better in the back. <laughs> like you're a stock boy. <laughs> maybe. Uh, and then I made a dick out of DVDs and put it <laughs> on the floor. Why were you these now, guys? All aboard. Well, all aboard on our ship to another... Ooh, season. Another destination. Survivor Gabon. Season 17. I have a Gabon to pick with you about this season. Oh, you have a Gabon to pick? Oh, pick away. I'm ready. Okay, so first of all, we haven't recorded in, I think, like three weeks. No, it's been like a week and a half, I think. Okay, so it's been a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I just make up time. No, because I think because you were like, let's record this week so it's not another like two weeks in between taping. And I was That's like, it's good. I will be on the floor at my parents' place on Zoom. It's fine. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like it took me a really long time to get through this mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. And I have been sidetracked. As we know, I'm like on my Buffy rewatch and clearly watching Below Deck and <laughs> whatever else. Um but I, I just got stuck here and I don't think I watched a bit of it. I really did it in increments. Like mm. I usually, for me, Survivor is like, if the premiere is good, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. This premiere. Mm -hmm, it was a okay. long one. It was a long premiere. It was like a 90 yeah. minute, I think. Yeah, which it makes the season episode order much shorter. Mm -hmm. By one episode. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um. I went into it with your note of it being like a very funny season and it was, but I think I just struggled with it because I didn't like a lot of the people. Mm, yeah. That's another, yeah. I should have flagged that going into it. Like it is a season of messiness, but the thing is, is that there's not really like, you know, we're always taught not to bring it back to housewives, but like when you have a cast of messy characters, you almost always need like, someone to anchor them anchor, who is likable yeah. and sane. This is a season where I don't think there's like any likable or sane person across any of the horizon that you're looking at. I I found Crystal to be very redeemable for me. I find her very likable in almost in an ironic kind of sense because she's hmm. everyone on this season is so much a caricature of what they of what Survivor wants their contestants to be. Mm -hmm. So, like, the old people, the older people were not very sweet. So they were kind of bitter and, like, uh, curmudgeon yeah. And then, like, the young people were, like, the assholey young people you would expect to be on the show. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's such an interesting season. It's very, yeah. It's just like from the location, which is very interesting because it's the second time they went to, back to Africa, but mm-hmm. it's not like they pick like a much different locale for sure than the first time. I think it's a beautiful location. I loved like- Oh, the, I love how it looked. Like, the water and the trees and the grass and the animals and all that. Yeah, it's a very unique season to the show, I think. So I don't- I don't discredit you for not enjoying it as much as I did or still do. I think it's a, a very, it's a cult classic for the show. I want to say uh, <laughs> it is. I understand it. I think maybe I've been in the wrong mindset for the past two weeks, just because I've been a bit preoccupied with other stuff. Okay. No. Um, but it has its merits and those merits are so strong. Yes. So it's in the meme moments i find like crystal dropping the thing within one second of the challenge beginning is so funny just let's talk about the crystal of it all like just to get her shining star out of the way because i think i echo the same thing that you said earlier about her like she's just such an amazing character to me and i was always stunned why they didn't bring her back just because like she just provides so much entertainment but also, like, yeah. she is a bit of an underdog that you root for as well. 100%. Here's this woman who shows up and, like, in her pre-show interview, she promises that she's going to bring the four Bs, brains, beauty, brawn, and blazing speed. And then <laughs> she struggles completely in the season, whether it's from the uh, physical challenges, which she's, like, an Olympic athlete, first of all, to, like, just, like, the, the proper like social connections where she kind of does not succeed in a a few ways. I don't know. It's just fascinating to watch her. She fails on every level that should be a success, but yet she makes it to top five. Uh, Yeah. Like she makes it like very far for what I was expecting watching the first few episodes when it was airing. I was like, Oh, she's done. (laughs) She's completely done for. For sure. And I kept watching and I think, I took a break and then I started again and I was like, fuck, she's still here. But yeah. not in a bad way. I was like, I love watching her. I think she's very entertaining. She also did something. She didn't break the fourth wall at all, but when she's, she I know we're getting it. When she scream votes, when she screams her vote. Yeah. Arguably wanted, like the best vote confessional of the show in my mind. Like so fucking funny. Yeah. So iconic. The fact that nobody had done it 16 seasons before her. It echoes in my head, like, to this day. I'm just like, you have made my life hell from day one. Forget you. Go home. Goodbye. It's very, like, it's very weakest link as well with the goodbye at the end. I love it. It was just, we always talk about, like, capturing the moment and Crystal's ability to capture the moment was great because it was always Sashin's here. Oh my gosh, it wouldn't be a normal recording if oh. I didn't hear or see Sashin at any point. Yeah, I can hear him. <laughs> Sashin, come um, see your beautiful face. Uh, Josh wants to see your face. Okay, we'll, we'll pause that for a second. He will be coming. But for me, Crystal didn't know she captured those moments so well which made the moments Mm -hmm. even better exactly like she wasn't uh 
she wasn't aware that like what she was giving was as amazing as it was. Like, it wasn't like she wasn't trying hard, which somebody else on the cast, I think, was in the opposite boat where uh, they were trying a lot, but I'll get to that person. I'm still stuck okay. on Crystal. But oh, I can talk about Crystal for 30 more minutes. <laughs> I have been like quoting Crystal Cox for the last 12 years, I want to say, ever since the, the show aired, just because like she's just got these, even the smallest of quotes, uh, like eat your rice. I will say that sometimes to myself. It's just such a great like collection of phrases. Hi, Sashin. There's he's in the microphone. Oh my gosh, ASMR. Are we on the air? We are on the air. We're recording right now. Wow. You're talking about how you're are a, a big yachty like us now. You're into below deck. Below deck. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, actually, I am. It's so fun. <laughs> I can't wait till, the, till we get to the season where they're making herstory. That's below deck mad. Okay, uh-huh. so you on Slice, when they air Housewives here, every commercial break is uh, this season of below deck mad. You're breathing like a horse. Oh, I just walked. <laughs> on below deck mad, they're making herstory. Uh, does that mean does that mean the captain is female? I feel like I've read or seen things, and I think it's like her name is Captain Sandy. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her story, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's her story, babe. I <laughs> wish I wish Captain Ben was a bit more of a character. Chef Ben? Captain ben? Captain no, what's the captain's name? Lee. 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 Who's Ben then? The chef. Oh, the British guy. Yeah, yeah, true. No, yeah, no, I wish Captain Lee was a bit more of a character. Well, yeah. Like, if he nice. is commander-in-chief of this ship, yeah. I feel like you should be more of a character. You should have more of a presence here, as opposed Mama, to you're like on going TV. to dinner with the primary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very like. Anyway, that's just. Mm. And that was another below deck uh, update for you, listeners. <laughs> Wait, did you talk about below deck? Yeah, already? we already talked about it. <laughs> oh. Okay, we're I guess we'll, I guess we'll stay in the episode. This is good. This is good stuff. We can keep this in the episode. Oh, okay, for sure. Yeah. You and Josh okay. just talking over each other for ten minutes. Okay, Josh and the fame. Yeah, I do want the fame. Okay, bye. 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 Okay, anyway. It's um, um, another crystal line that I like. Oh, it's when she she's on like, they do that weird tribe swap and she befriends Marcus and they bond over like her cousin or his cousin is her friend, mm-hmm. whatever. But then uh, she has this confessional where she's talking about like how how she's playing the game, and she goes, "The game is outwit, outlast, and you can't outwit Crystal, uh, Crystal Cox, baby." It's just so like her delivery for that is just always in my head. Um, th- you mentioned the fake merge. Mm. I what do you, how do you feel about those? I in other seasons I've been pissed off about delaying the merge or uh, like doing stupid twists like this. But for some reason, this season doesn't bug me as much, but only for the outcome. Because I think watching the season live, it was almost like what you were saying earlier, like there's there's really no one kind of like likable or proper winner. But when you're watching it live, I think that at the time, the only kind of, viable winner was Marcus. You were like, okay, like here's this nice guy who kind of leads an alliance, pretty like quote unquote sane compared to the rest of these people. 
And then sure enough, this fake merge happens and who goes home but Marcus. So I like that yeah. that is what happened because of the twist. Had it been like a woman, I would have been furious. <laughs> Let me just say For that. sure. But in this- But also coming off of fans versus favorites, mm. where several blind sides happened in a row. There's <laughs> two blind sides here. One is Marcus and the other one is somebody else. Um, I forgot. They- and a fake idol. Oh, Randy. That was like, it wasn't even like a blind side because I think he knew that he was getting the votes, but it was just like a mean lie that like, maybe you can save yourself. No. Let's talk about Randy. Let's talk about Randy. Um, I don't hate Randy as much as I should. Oh, I know. Why? I think that... Ultimately, like, because he comes back for heroes versus villains. And I think I just have accepted, like, you're just a grumpy old man. And a grumpy old man cannot hurt me, nor can he really uh, hurt the show as much as, like, a Judd or an aggressive younger man. But what uh, what do you mean hurt the show? Just, like, completely take over airtime and... Uh, but he did. He did it in his own way, but maybe to the credit of the other cast members, they also were taking mm. their own airtime. Whereas in a season of like Judd or someone like that, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but he didn't like suck up as much the show as much as I thought he would. I think he's less offensive than Judd. And I don't mean in the things that he said, but how he said them. I think he's like, Judd is so outwardly mm-hmm. like annoying. Mm-hmm. I love that we always go back to Judd too as like the it's worst. Like the- He's the the bar. The bar is yeah. the floor. So terrible. But for me, Randy, like, really pissed me off when they had the fake tribe swap dinner and there was a clue for the idol. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wait, did he convince everybody to throw it in the ocean or was that I somebody else? I remember. I think that's, like, a moment that I zoned out a little bit at. Yeah, that happened a lot for me this season. Mm-hmm. But I know Randy did say, I will find this idol in two seconds. It's in the branch right behind me, underneath, whatever. So then he finds it, and then they all are forced to agree to throw it in the ocean. Just like Titanic? I don't like it. No. Is that your main reason for not liking Randy, though? I really dislike a fake leader, which he is. I also dislike people who bar people from um using or finding idols Mm -hmm. that drives me up the fucking wall because it's part of the game and it should not be like bravo bravo fucking bravo like they should be allowed to find the idol and if you find it you're allowed to use it also i don't understand and i never will understand people what, what i'm trying to say like when there's an option to find the idol and it's in front of everybody and everyone's like pussyfooting around it, I'm like, but we all know we're playing the same game, right? Yeah. Like, why would you not want to get the idol? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Just like play, just go for it. Just like, go. What- like it puts a mark on your back, but if you find it, then you're safe and you can use it. And you can also use it to uh, play mind games with people being like, well, Jordan has the idol. Maybe he's going to use it tonight. And then maybe one of us yeah. will go home. For sure. Anyway, so I have some notes for <laughs> the season. But 
you could say that you got your um like his boot episode is mm-hmm. exactly what you needed for someone who was like as big of a villain like to see him get voted out the way that he is pretty satisfying oh, it's satisfying it's very fulfilling it's almost similar to what happened in fans versus favorites it's this great blind side and you also get somebody out that you don't really like so it's a, it's a great recipe but the the, the chefs are not the people i enjoy the most because <laughs> it's more like they don't really know how to do it they just kind of do it no yeah exactly um, um speaking of recipes sometimes in recipes there is sugar and in season, <laughs> there's sugar what are your thoughts on sugar? I was, was going to make the exact same transition. Were you? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Our minds. Wow. Sugar? She's an icon. She's a <laughs> legend. And she is the moment. Now, come on now. Yeah. I, I thought I was really going to, going back, I thought I was going to dislike sugar because I feel like she's not tainted in a way ever since Heroes versus Villains. But I think I had a certain vision of what she was going to be like on this rewatch of Gabon. I only had her image of heroes versus villains in my head. And she's like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. She's not there for long. No, she's for, uh, first out. Yeah. First out. And like nothing happens. And then it's like break her arm sugar during mm-hmm. the first challenge. And that's it. And that's like iconic, but like she makes it so far in this season, which is astonishing. She makes it right to the end. Yeah. Yeah. She looks gorgeous, by the way, at the finale. I was shocked. She looks so pretty. Um, that's my note on the glam. Bless you, Session. Um, she's such an interesting character because she is a villain, but she kind of comes from like the Johnny Fairplay world. Like, but is not she? The, is she? Um, I don't she was think on the Heroes so. Tribe, Jordan. She was on the Heroes Tribe. Oh my God. I'm getting it all wrong and I'm a fraud. I think she's painted a little bit as both a hero and a villain in this season because she's not well liked by a lot of people around her and she's maybe given the the crown of being a brat. Yeah. Which is fine because she's younger and she's out of element kind of and mm-hmm. she had that episode where she's sent to find the idol and she just lays down in, in the like... Uh, she goes to Exile Island so much yeah, more than any other yeah. person. She finds the idol, but then after that, Amazing. she's like, it's kind of funny because the one episode she's like, listen, I've already got the idol. I like coming to Exile because I can just gorge on all these fruits. And she's like living <laughs> it up. And then the very next episode, she's sent back to Exile and she's in tears because it's just like, why? Why me again? It's just like the listen. shift of Sugar's personality sometimes. Same, because if someone sent me to exile like five times in a row, I would have lost my mind. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And then she um, lost the final three. I know. And I didn't think she stood a chance at all. Mm-hmm. I also didn't know who won this season, although it is painted very obvious about halfway through. Eventually, you're kind of like, oh, is it Bob? Oh, it's Bob. Bob? It's such a... <laughs> completely mishmashed final three because like the vote is four to three so it's not even like a blowout for bob but the runner-up is Susie of all people who during the season you're like who Susie? Susie is kind of funny though in her own way i love Susie. she's but like you said she's very hooed 
for at least the first yeah. third. Like she's yeah. barely in the edits. She kind of bursts out of nowhere makes- where Corinne is talking to her and she's like, okay, mm-hmm. so Susie, we're going to vote, I think, for this person. And then Susie is just like, oh, I was going to vote for you. It's very <laughs> kind of like Denise Richards-ish as well. Just very like, oh, okay. Doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't think Susie knew what game she was supposed to be playing and she just kind of ended up at the final three. Yeah. Speaking of Corinne, though. Yes, so that Corinne, I will say that Corinne does come back in a later season. And she also has gone on the amazing race with Eliza and versus favorites. Of course. I think that this iteration of Corinne is probably my least favorite. Just Mm. because I think that whereas Crystal doesn't really try and she provides this entertainment like value, Corinne is clearly trying. trying. He's like, I will give you the, you know, quote unquote, bitchiest, snarkiest, most obvious villain role that you have ever wanted. And sometimes it does kind of work and she does kind of provide little moments here or there, but other times you're just like, I don't think you needed to bring up Sugar's dead dad in your jury speech. Okay. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. Mm -hmm. That jury speech is terrible. And she wanted it to be like Eliza's speech. Yeah. Was that? No. Was not mean. at all. It was just like, it was cruel. It was cruel. It was mean. It was uh, pedestrian. Like if you wanted to reach for that kind of level of villain, great. But you got to give me something authentic. And also to dig at possibly thinking Sugar had been lying about having a dead dad was... just icky. <laughs> Yeah, it was all all around very gross. Also, that final jury was just so blasé. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they're all like, oh, Bob, Susie, and Sugar, I guess. Yeah. It's a season where nobody likes each other. Like, no, not one person likes each other. And it's not a mean season, no. which I wish it was, but it's a, a comedy of errors kind of season. Like, it's yeah. just like, oh, oh, okay. It's very sour. But how do you Speaking think of Bob s- is a winner? Oh, I wanted to hear your segue too. I was going to say, speaking of sour, the sour gay this season we could talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. First, we'll talk about Bob just because I don't think we have much yeah. to say about Bob. He was I not- don't like Bob. No, I don't like him. He's not funny. He's not sweet. He wasn't endearing. I wasn't uh, enamored by him. He wasn't that like old, older man that was like, oh, he's so sweet. I want him to win. He also won five immunities in the row, in a row by the end. And I was like, all right, well, this is, yeah. I'm like, okay, this ended here. I understand where this season is going. No. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's one of my least favorite winners, I think, for those reasons. Like, good for him. That fake immunity idol that he made was literally amazing. Probably the best show. Right. Stunning. But. Go work at at Michael's Craft Store. Yeah. Please do and give me a discount. Oh, love Michael's crafts. But Charlie, <laughs> Charlie didn't win. Charlie was like the lone homosexual on this season. And Charlie's edit, I swear, is probably like the most embarrassing thing for me to watch in like these first 17 seasons of Survivor. It really, it really perturbed you and. I feel the same because it was like 
he was edited in a way that all straight males fear gay guys are. Mm-hmm. And we can be that way. That's fine. Uh, uh, lusting or uh, admiring like straight men for sure. But it was made almost like swim fanny. Like it was a little. His last word in his like final words when, after he's voted off, his last word is literally Marcus before it cuts to commercial break. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there it's, it's such like a weird thing where obviously the edit is kind of pushing these moments onto us and showing us this side, but you can't always blame things on the edit. If like you did say those things. For sure. Like I, I, I'm of the same um, admission. Like if you are saying the stuff you say on reality TV, that is, you can't blame that on the editors for sure, but you are saying it. So that is my problem is the yeah. way that he's saying it. Like when they find but out also- Marcus has gone home and Charlie's whole thing is like, not Marcus. Like Marcus deserved <laughs> to be here. And everyone is like, what, the, what are you saying? <sighs> it's just weird. And then it also, it's a fault of casting. Cause if you have one, in this case, one gay male character, you're going to paint them in a certain light because yeah. that's the storyline that you're given and you're going to run with it. And to the same effect, I mean, it's Marcus saying the stuff that he says, but also the editors being like, okay, we're going to hold on to this for six episodes. Yeah. But also Crystal is given almost an aggressive edit. And at the final jury, or not the final jury, kind of just before that, someone says, I don't like your attitude. And that's why I voted you out. And I was, because you're aggressive and you're mean. And I was like, okay, so this is the weight of, all the minorities being cast on the show to only be of a certain way. And if you're otherwise, or if you fit into that, that stereotype quote unquote that they want to yeah. edit into, it just, it's such a disservice. And I know everyone, we always complain about CBS and their casting. It is very much the Achilles heel of their great reality shows, yeah. but it's like Marcus is this feverish gay lusting over the straight guy. And Chris Charlie. is like, sorry, Charlie. But it was just, yeah, it was just a bit frustrating to be given, like, we know this, always the one character yeah. of a minority and the weight that's on their back. And it was kind of like, oh, this season in a comedy of errors was really like, okay, here are some not great characters, but I don't know. It's a, yeah. it's a tough season. I think that, like, also part of my, like, cringe factor of watching Charlie's edit is, like, the deep down fear of, like, oh, fuck, was I a Charlie at some point to, like, some straight guy? I'm sure I was. Just, like, like I'm positive that I was a Charlie once upon a time. I was in high school. Yeah. But I wasn't out yet. Yeah. And I was playing the part of a, playing the part, I was playing the part of a straight person, mm-hmm. but with a bunch of like straight friends. And I, that's when you're like coming into your sexuality. I don't think it was very much like, like openly and outwardly lusting over them, but like kind of like internally being that kind of person. And you're like, oh, okay, got it. Yeah, noted. Um, it's got like, it. There's a. I think like starting in like the season beforehand, they start posting weekly. Ponderosa video so the person who gets voted out you see like what happens when they get to Ponderosa with the other jurors and like it's always something to look forward oh. to where you kind of just see what goes on behind the scenes and everything but I remember and I looked before doing the podcast and it's since been taken off of YouTube but Crystal's Ponderosa is like the hardest thing to watch because she gets there and 
she's given the silent treatment, like not just like the silent treatment, but like the silent treatment from uh, Marcus, Charlie, Corinne and Randy, like all four of them completely had made a pact of like, we're not going to talk to her. And she was just like I, on her own. I, ugh, it's so gross. And it's, I mean, we're not watching this season of Big Brother, but we called it to see that the six white person alliance has made it basically to the end. And they're picking off, picking off the, the POC that's left in the house. There's like the graphic like, of like week one, two, three, four, five, six. And in all, yeah. the, like, at least one of the nominees is a POC. I can't wait for everyone to come out of that house and see yeah. the realities of Ooh. Oh boy. Um, are there any other bright spots, low spots that you want to talk about for this season before we go to 18? I don't know. There wasn't, I, I, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite. I see, I saw what you see in it and I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, a lot of characters came out of it, which is great. Crystal, Sugar, uh, Randy, Sugar and Randy, who we both see again. Randy, Heroes versus Villains. Yeah, both of them come back then. Yeah. And then Corinne comes back for the next yeah. fans versus favorites. But that's it. No one else really. I will remember. say, no. I will say Jeff did not like the season. I think Jeff hated it. Mm-hmm. I think that Jeff was so pissed, especially coming off of uh, fans versus favorites. Yeah. It's like, it's such a contrast in season where I think the network was just like, this is what we wanted. And then to have this group of newbies come in and then just completely like not know how to play the game and just like yell at each other and be problematic. Is... It's almost like, it's almost like casting, like everyone's the same kind of person, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like they're all a mess. Yeah. <laughs> There's not one who is like more messier than the other. No, it was a very, like, um, I don't know where I would rank it, but I'm uh, looking forward to looking back on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's all we can look forward to, you know? But looking forward to season 18. I don't think I've said a word about season 18. because Not I one. I haven't revisited season 18, and I don't say that in a bad way at all either. And again, I'm trying to give, like, unbiased things going yeah. in. Uh, what's coming up, but I am, I'm excited to rewatch season 18. You're going to see a few familiar faces, some of which you really don't like, but I think it's balanced out with uh, another strong cast. I think, I don't want to eat my words, but I think that it's going to be, I think you're going to like it. Maybe. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I am off work this week, so I have so much time Mm. on my hands to just watch stuff. And um, do we want to reveal who we are recording uh, next week for season which, <laughs> I completely forgot about it until I was reminded recently. Yeah. Sarah Gahari, she's back. The queen. Like, it's like, like, a, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. I was going to say <laughs> like a returning player on Survivor. <laughs> Sarah's back. She's back for her Stephanie uh, Guatemala rendition her second time around that feels like years ago i know there will be technology talk there will be survivor talk there will be just a lot of a lot of talks i'm excited there's gonna be um yeah sarah gahari is joining us very excited for that and in 
future episodes for Heroes versus Villains, our dear, dear friend Chris Hanna will be joining us for Chris season 20. Hanna. Yeah. yeah. A milestone. Has excited. A milestone episode and a dear friend of ours and has started watching the season last week and yeah. has been making making notes for days now. I, I wonder um, what he's thinking. I don't want to spoil my thoughts. I don't want to spoil his thoughts too early, but yeah, me either, but I can't wait to discuss that. And in the middle um, between those two is season 19, which I'm, ooh, that is yeah. a big, it's a big um, changing point for the show. I will say that. Well. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, you should. Speaking of Chris Hanna and you, I also just want to say thank you. Um, I find, I have found and we have discussed that for birthdays, everybody has gone above and beyond during this pandemic of a year. Um, and a few of my friends, Josh and Chris included, got me this cameo from Mr. Janelle. Janelle. <laughs> it's a full two minutes long. And I posted on my Twitter, at Jordan Apps, if you want to go see. It's two minutes of Janelle just being iconic, literally calling herself a gay icon. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's everything that I think we wanted from it. We were like, well, I don't really know how she's going to do with like a scripting. Like she might do better if you just kind of prompt her with questions. She just goes wherever she wants to go with it. And I'm so happy that it worked out well. Oh my God. It, it made my day. But also like for people who don't know, obviously for people who don't know, if you're friends with Josh, like the gift is one thing, but it's the pre-work to the gift that comes with it. So Josh made a group chat the morning of, and started sending me these clues and was like photoshopping people's faces onto big brother images. I was like, where the fuck is this going? And then I get this message and it's just queen behavior from a queen in a two minute cameo. It's too much. I will never not take an opportunity to text as if I am Julie Chen Moonves. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I'm so happy that you enjoyed it. Deserve no, I loved your it. 30th. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. Well, I think that's pretty much it. That's it. I'm going to continue our below deck. Yeah. <laughs> watch. I don't think my my parents don't have, I'll see what their TV can work with, but I'm going to watch probably another episode tonight. <laughs> yeah. It, it's our new favorite show. Well, all aboard. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk to you soon next time you see me i will not be in front of my cat at my parents place can't wait yeah okay i'll talk to you later all right bye Bye, josh bye stop recording